Look out NBA because Brandon Ingram is on another level right now and he might be getting Zion Williamson back very, very soon. I'll give you the latest update on Zion in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans and we'll break down the big win over the Denver Nuggets. It's a Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday as the Pelicans wrap up their four-game road trip, and it was a very good road trip. So we'll break down the win over the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to give you an update on Zion Williamson. We'll get into a couple of other topics. I want to look at B.I., C.J., Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels. There's a lot to talk about. I'm excited to do this show today. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. No one else comes to you like this, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So let's get right into the Pelicans' big win. 107-88, crushing the Denver Nuggets. No Nikola Jokic, no Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. But here's the thing, the, the Pelicans don't have Zion. It's fine. We don't really need to say and put that qualifier on it. And you can also only play who's in front of you. And this was a very good win after the disappointment that was the loss to the Golden State Warriors. Where you saw the Golden State Warriors frustrate Ingram with a box in one and kind of force him into a lot of those bad habits. He shook out of that in this one and put up his second career triple-double. 31 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, just One single turnover. Just beautiful, beautiful basketball. The Pelicans only had 11 turnovers on the night. Again, you've heard me say this before. This is exactly what you want to see. Brandon Ingram taking over a game like this, being aggressive, getting to his spots, playmaking for others from those advantageous and efficient shot locations, and then it opens his game up a little bit more. And if he needs to shoot from the mid-range, and he did more of that in this game than he had in some of the previous ones, he can do that. And everyone ends up being successful. They were also aided by the fact that the Denver Nuggets couldn't make a three. They took 28 threes. How many do you think they made? They made four. 14.3% from deep for, for the Denver Nuggets. But you only... You can only play who's in front of you, and the Pelicans did, and they handled business. This win very much reminded you of the win against the Portland Trailblazers. They didn't play with their food. They came out aggressive. They did what they needed to do. And in the second half, they didn't let go of the rope, and they closed a team out. Denver in this one started to make a run in the third quarter. They got it pretty close to single digits, and then the Pelicans handled it, calmed things down, went on their own run, and pushed the lead out to 15 points. There was no real second half collapse. There was nothing really to worry about from the Denver Nuggets other than a couple of guys like Christian Braun just going nuts for a short period of time and Bruce Brown doing some things off the bench. But in general, this Pelicans team just did what they needed to do. They understood the situation. 
And it helps wash that, that Golden State Warriors loss out of their mouth. Three and one on this road trip for the Pelicans with wins over the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, and the Portland Trailblazers, and the only loss being to the Warriors. That's good. And the Pelicans getting back to not letting go of the rope, closing games out in the second half, coming out strong in the first quarter, and then B.I. playing like this against a good Denver Nuggets team. They're not as, they're three and seven now without Nikola Jokic. But you see what this Pelicans team is capable of doing. And this is the type of team that could win games in the postseason. You had C.J. McCollum working off ball for the most part, going six of eight from three. That's the type of night that you're going to need from him. You had great defensive performances from guys like Herb Jones, even from Trey Murphy, who was getting steals and knocking the ball loose. Same for Najee Marshall off the bench with a couple of impactful minutes. You had Jonas Valanciunas, who in the first half, he struggled in the second half. In the first half, did a tremendous job. 15 points, 12 boards. He was controlling the glass. He was able to get a bunch of offensive rebounds, use that to the Pelicans' advantage, and get those second-chance points. And New Orleans did what they do best, which is force turnovers at times and try and run off of those turnovers too. Not as easy against this Denver Nuggets team, but they were able to really pick some spots on that. We'll look at that more in the third segment of today's show. But B.I. playing like this, like the stretch that he's been on recently, you know, getting two triple doubles in the span of five games, his first career triple doubles, it makes you feel good about this team and that they really have figured some things out. Is this a team that would win a title? Probably not. And that's okay because they don't have Zion Williamson. But this team as is can win some games and can be a tough out for many teams. I'm not saying they'll win a first round series as they are right now. I think that would be tough, but they're not, they're, they're not going to get swept and Brandon Ingram is going to be a problem for literally any team that they play in the postseason right now. No one has an answer for him right now. He's getting to his spots. He's orchestrating the offense. He's being a threat, and he's helping make other guys offensive threats too, which is exactly what the Pelicans needed and are doing right now. Good vibes are back. The stakes are high, and they're handling what they need. And the schedule, while tough, might not be as tough as we think. We'll look at that in the third segment. But how does this team become a true, as of right now, you know, playoff contender, a team that could win some games, maybe a series, maybe advance two rounds, get to the conference finals. You do that by adding Zion Williamson back into this mix and pairing him with a Brandon Ingram that is playing at this level and leading this team. And by the way, that might be happening soon. I'll give you the latest injury update coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. We're at the Final Four, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first team, if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Locked On. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. I need a day off from the show on Thursday, so it's not always Monday through Friday, but like 99% of the season is Monday through Friday. It's been a long week. I'm recording this. It's 12.15 a.m. I'm tired. I'm happy it's a Friday show. But even on those days when I'm tired, when it's late games, we're still doing this show for you, breaking down the topics that you want to hear, the insight that you want, the updates on Zion and injuries that you want to. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, leave a five-star review with a comment. And if you want to support the channel, the best thing you can do, comment, comment, comment down below on YouTube. Even if you just want to say hi, come say hi. I love it. I love all the friendliness in the comments down there. So the Pelicans look good. They're up to seventh. They're up to seventh in the Western Conference. They're very close, very very close to not being in the play-in tournament anymore. They are almost entirely out of that. And I think that is a, a unbelievable thing for where they were just somewhat recently. And I am very much excited for everything around this Pelicans team. And I hope they're going to keep competing and competing and competing. And I think they will. Seventh is truly amazing. And if they get out of the play-in tournament, what do they do? What if you don't have to worry about winning one game or two and you can just go and do uh, compete, right? They might be able to do that because it sounds like Zion Williamson is coming back very, very soon. And it might be as soon as sometime next week. We don't have specifics yet. He tends to get the imaging done on a Tuesday or a Wednesday is how it's gone. But we're doing an update on Zion Williamson next week. And on the TNT broadcast, they said something that goes, oh, wait, what? They said, well, he's going to get some imaging and there'll be an update given next week. The next step, the next step in Zion Williamson is just playing basketball games. It seems like this is a quicker ramp-up period than what they've done before. I don't know whether he's playing one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, five-on-five yet. And you'd like him ideally to get a practice, I believe, in. And they don't have very many practices remaining. But if you can go out and get him on the court, that's only a good thing. Only a good thing. There will definitely be a period where you've got to reintroduce him back into the offense, back to this team. And right now... I have no problem saying this is very much Brandon Ingram's team and should be with the way that he's playing kind of in this point forward role. And Zion will be on a minute's restriction, but if you can get him back in in any capacity, that's going to help you win other games. Even if he's used as a decoy, like what a decoy, right? And for his next update to come and it's like he's just going to play games that's good if that's the next stage in his recovery. You know TNT and the broadcast, I forget who, uh, who their sideline reporter was, wasn't just making that up. That's talking probably to David Griffin or someone else associated with the team, likely David Griffin. That's a real good update to hear. As a Pelicans fan, that should make you really, really excited that it's not, okay, he's progressed to five on five and things are going well and we'll review it in two more weeks. This sounds like the next update is he's going to play. They have a game Saturday at home. I don't think it's going to be that one. They play Tuesday and Wednesday. You're maybe targeting that Wednesday game, I would imagine. I don't think it would be Tuesday. I would imagine it would be Wednesday. I think this is as good of a situation for New Orleans as it could be. One, it's going to help you get into the play-in tournament if you need to get into the play-in tournament. And two, it's also 
something that's going to just make you scarier in the postseason. If you get to the sixth seed and you play the Sacramento Kings in the first round, that game is going to be that game. That series is going to be one on offense, offense, because their offense is that good and you need to keep up and score. Zion's going to help you do that. Zion's going to help you do that even if he's playing, you know, eight-minute bursts or, God, I hate using those words and all that situation again. But it's true. So this is how this Pelicans team becomes scary. There's, There's definitely a ceiling on them right now without Zion, even with Brandon Ingram playing at this level. And that ceiling's higher than it was a couple of weeks ago because of how Brandon Ingram's playing. You want to raise that ceiling even higher? It's when Zion Williamson is out there on the court. And it's taken longer than we'd have wanted, but we're finally maybe going to get to see the Pelicans healthy and playing top quality basketball. Healthy Zion on the court and a BI that's playing at an all-NBA level right now, just putting up triple doubles. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is what we've hoped for all year long, like multiple years we've hoped and waited for this and it's never really come. And now we're maybe on the verge of getting it. Like take a moment and be like, oh, Maybe. I, let's not jinx it, right? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Take a moment and be like, we, we, we made it. We're finally here. And can't wait to see it out there on the court. You know who's not going to like seeing it out there on the court? Whoever they're playing, the opponent, the Memphis Grizzlies, if he plays on Wednesday. The New York Knicks is the second to last game. Is that right? I got to look at this. Yeah, the New York Knicks is second last game at home. And then finally on the road against Minnesota. I do want to talk about that schedule. That That's a tough run of games. But is it really? Let's talk about that along with CJ McCollum and a couple of other players, news and notes, things in the next segment coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Please, if you've been with me all season long, I appreciate you sticking out a really long season. If you're new to the show because the Pelicans are nearly into the postseason, welcome. It's fun. We love basketball. We talk about it every day here. If you've been with me for years as I've hosted this show, I appreciate you. Like, thank you. You're all the reason why I do this. It's fun, even if it doesn't go the way we hope. Man, basketball's cool. This Pelicans team has been fun this year, and I've enjoyed the ride, and I'm looking forward to it going, hopefully, a little bit longer. So I just want to say, like, thank you. Like, thank y'all for tuning in and making me and Locked On Pelicans part of your day, however you listen, whether it's on the podcast version or on YouTube. And look, if you want to support the channel, it's free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to do anything. Just comment down below on YouTube. So let's go into a couple of other things. I want—I said I wanted to talk about the schedule, and I think that's something that's really important to look at. They have the toughest strength of the schedule remaining, the Pelicans do. We talked about this the other day on the show. But then you start to look at it, and you start to look at the standings, and you're like, oh, maybe it's not as bad as it seems. You have this Clippers game coming up on Saturday, a team that New Orleans has played really well with. Let's, let's skip that one for a second. You go to April 1st. Uh, against the, no, sorry, you go to the Tuesday game against the Sacramento Kings. They're probably locked in to the third seed. They're not going to get second, most likely. They're probably going to be, they're not going to drop to fourth. They're locked in as the third seed. Do they start to rest some guys? Do they take it a little bit easier? I think there's some potential for that. Maybe that game becomes more winnable. Second game there 
against the Memphis Grizzlies. Second night of a back-to-back. If they're locked into the two-seed, are they just going to rest some guys, knowing that the season's almost over, there's three games left to go? They easily could. You know, if they also don't really want to play the Pelicans in the first round, you know, you let the Pelicans win, they jump up to six, they play the Sacramento Kings instead of the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies can have some influence on this, on who they want to play, and you start to see that, as I'm about to sneeze, in the final three or so games of two, sorry, the regular season. So maybe that becomes a little bit more winnable. And let's move it a little bit further. The New York Knicks, April 7th, at home. The Knicks are locked into their seeding. They're going to be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. They can't really drop below that. They can't go above that at this point, most likely. So are they going to rest some guys? And they don't have Julius Randle for this game now that he's been ruled out for two weeks. And then you have the final game of the regular season against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who might be eliminated, might not be. And... Maybe they're locked into the the play-in tournament and they're not worried. Or they're already eliminated potentially too because it could be at that point. I don't think any team's really going to be eliminated before the final two games, but maybe they are. And they just kind of give up and they don't really care. So while this looks like a really tough stretch of games, it's also very winnable for New Orleans when you start to look a little bit deeper and see the circumstances around the teams that they're going to be playing. That gives me a lot of hope for where the Pelicans can finish, particularly if, as we just talked about, they do get Zion Williamson back because that seems to be the next step for him is just he's back. Send it, you know, do do the facts like Michael Jordan. Send it in. I'm back. That's all we need. That's the update. That's or what it sounds like it should be. And that would be very, very cool. And if you get this team playing like they are, it's good because B.I. is leading the team, and you finally have C.J. McCollum kind of in the right role for him, which is off-ball. Not floor general C.J. McCollum. Be the C.J. McCollum that played alongside Damian Lillard and was basically a 20-point scorer for multiple years and the best player to have not never been an all-star. I like the playmaking and some of the assists. They need that at times. I like six for eight from three better. And he seems to do much better catching and shooting, coming off ball, rather than creating his own shot. His turnovers have gone down. He only had two in this game as he's been taken off ball too. And that's really helped New Orleans and elevated their defense. They've cut their turnovers down on this stretch that they're on right now. And oh, hey, they have the best defense during that time too. I've said often it's all connected. Defense can lead to easy offense, and terrible offense can lead to real bad defense or worse defenses, I've been saying. Their defense is great right now because they're not turning the ball over. Don't put CJ McCollum in a spot where he's going to turn the ball over. Keep him off ball. You saw it a couple of times late in this game, in the second half, when he was kind of, it's your time to run the offense, CJ, go go do your thing. Dribbled into a mid-ranger, got blocked, and it wasn't the best for him. Don't do that. Don't do that. Try and cut down on that as much as possible. Get to the rim and try and score that way or shoot threes working off ball because that's going to be the key to it. As we get a little bit closer to the postseason, one of the things that's also become apparent is the the rotation's a little thin right towards the bottom. You don't know if you're going to get good Najee Marshall or not good Najee Marshall. You also have Dyson Daniels, and this pains me to say it, who's not playing well right now. Looks like a rookie, looks very timid out there, and probably shouldn't be getting a ton of minutes at this point in time. Getting Zion fixed is that someone's got to get dropped. you got to get his minutes from somewhere, and I think it really does help you with 
that type of thing and shore up some of that depth, that's only going to help you on any sort of postseason run that you go on. So right now, things are really coming together for the Pelicans well. Brandon Ingram playing like he is, which makes CJ McCollum better, which means the offense is better, which makes the defense better. And then you add a healthy enough Zion into the mix and your depth is better. That'll make B.I. and C.J. better. So your offense gets better again. I look like Scottie Pippen in the last dance doing this here. And then your defense gets better from that. And you're peaking at the right time. Probably would have liked them to peak like two weeks ago and continue that form. I'll take what we're getting right now because this Pelicans team can make some noise in the postseason, particularly if you add Zion Williamson back in. So I can't wait for what that update's going to be. I can't wait for this game on Saturday. I can't wait for the games Tuesday, Wednesday. All of the games going forward, it's going to be a fun end of the year. And we're going to be covering it all right here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. So please subscribe. Tell a friend about the show. Comment down below on YouTube. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Monday.